If you're an entrepreneur in BC, sign up for Canada's Trade Accelerator Program and extend your company's global reach. We help you scale up, develop, and activate an export plan designed to grow your full export potential. The Trade Accelerator Program gives BC-based businesses the training and support needed to become a successful exporter. Go to www.wtcvancouver.ca slash tap and find out more. Welcome to Canada's podcast. Write and grow rich. How and when to use a book to supersize your wealth. What I found is that entrepreneurs often face building blocks in growing their business. And one of these blocks they miss out on, their golden nugget. You know, that treasure that's often buried deep inside you. You've heard it before. You know, Simon Sinek calls it your why. Stephen Ulsher calls it what is your what. Even Marie Forleo says greatness doesn't come from what you do, but who you are. And when you apply your greatness to what you do, you absolutely can supersize your wealth so it's off the charts. Position yourself as a go-to expert in the industry, stand out from the crowd so you don't have competition, and then get new customers coming to you on autopilot. This is Angela Fay, host at Canada's podcast and founder of FutureVille, the number one accelerator program for entrepreneurs who want to future-proof their wealth portfolio while amping up community impact. I recently met someone who not only believes this, but lives this shared belief today in what she does. I'm super excited. Speaking with me today is Kimberly Day, speaker, impact coach, and author of what we're talking about today, Writing and Grow Rich, how to use a book to supersize your brand, your business, and your bank account. So before we tap into Kimberly's story, I just want to bring an awareness to what we're talking about and some of the problems. And Kimberly, join in here with me today. Let's just highlight this problem. Like, seriously, you have a product or you're a professional, you have a service offering, you find yourself an event, you know, maybe there's five others in the room doing the same thing, you know, five lawyers, five insurance brokers, five mortgage brokers. What What's your experience here? These days, it's now sometimes five social media content experts or I was at a meeting literally yesterday there were three VAs in the group because right now since everybody's moving online and entrepreneurs are wearing so many hats this whole idea of hiring a virtual assistant is a big one and they're very um, you know they're very handy to have but literally there was 11 people in the room and three of them were virtual assistants so what makes me hire one virtual assistant over another? Exactly. Or or you've got like a, like you said, you have a homogenous, there's five virtual assistants in the room or five mortgage right, mortgage brokers. Then you have a homogenous offer, right? Like, hey, I have a life insurance policy or I have, I can, you know, I, they, virtual assistants, for instance, offers say, you know, I can save you 10 hours a week, you know, that type of thing. I mean, how many homogenous offers have you been offered? <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, and it's the same thing. And it's not necessarily about everybody talks about having a unique selling proposition, but perception is reality. So if the public perceives that you sell life insurance and you sell life insurance and you over there sell life insurance, then you're just a life insurance salesperson. Right. And for 13 <laughs> years, I was a financial advisor. So if you can like, 
roll back to when we used to be able to go to live networking events. I was always one of like a dozen of the financial advisors in a room. So the struggle. And then one more of the struggles, right? And I apologize, I just cut you off. But one more of the struggles is, okay, so you finally get somebody enrolled in a conversation uh, on selling, you know, advising, financial advising. And and then you find partway through that, that process and dealing with your client that you're just not enjoying work with them. They're not your ideal client, right? What what have you experienced? Well, yeah, for sure. I, I came to realize I don't like working with engineers. They're not my perfect target market client. They challenge everything. They have 80,000 questions. And not that having 80,000 questions is a bad thing, but like the, they, they, they suffer from paralysis by analysis. They just don't make decisions. And I don't want to work with people like that. So- yes. You and know. we've all found ourselves in positions, at, at, we all have, right? Everyone listening and joining us in this conversation today has found themselves with at least one horrible client, right? That you want to fire. Oh my God. Yeah. Or yeah. punch in the face. Like I so lovingly put the other day, which that doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> doesn't exactly. make, it doesn't help you make any friends. <laughs> well, and really all of these problems that we've just kind of highlighted that we can all relate to have, have one thing in common. And I think I describe it as you haven't really harnessed your golden nugget or your greatness in, in who you are. And so, Kimberly, I really just want to delve into your entrepreneurial story a little bit um, because this is your story. Is it, you are perfectly placed to tell the story. Tell us a little bit about writing and growing rich and, and how your book came to be. Oh, gosh. So that is a long story. It's a it's a it's an interesting story, but. Um, as I kind of alluded to before, or maybe I just said it right out loud, uh, I was a financial advisor for over 13 years. So I was, uh, and I lovingly call this, I was on the income roller coaster. So if you can relate to this, if any, yes. or if anybody listening can relate to this, um, I would have great months where I was making good money. And then I would have months where I was like, oh my God, I'm going down. And like, where's my mortgage payment going to come from? Mm -hmm. um, like we said before as well, I'd be one of a dozen financial advisors in every networking meeting. So, um, and especially in the world of finance where that's a longer sales cycle because people don't open up about that kind of traffic matter right away. Yeah, for sure. I was also, um, a female in a largely male dominated industry and we are blocked a little bit from our, um, mm -hmm you know, securities commissions and um, industry professionals on what exactly we can say and how our communication is rolled out. So we have kind of the handcuffs put on, if you will, right. a little bit with, with respect to our marketing. So uh, writing the book for me was something that I did to be able to elevate my branding, to be able to position myself as a thought leader or an expert in my space. And really to blow my competition away because I wanted to, like when somebody's looking at doing business with me versus, you know, Joe on my left or Mary on my right, I'm the only one sitting here with a book, um, really does help me stand out from the crowd and, and rise above the crop, you know, if you will. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because for me, I, I very rarely would I invest uh, big money and I say big money. Like you say, in finance or in in finding a, a business coach or somebody insurance, because things like money, insurance, these are lifelong commitments, right? I mean, it isn't very often that you pivot and change yeah. providers. 
And so, you know, I actually am looking for tools and, and gifts that I can read to for me to understand what is their vision, what wealth are they providing, and what value are they providing in the world, not just their product or service, but and who are they? What are their values? These are things I'm looking for when I'm, you know, being intentionally in relationship with people, especially. <laughs> Right. And do they know what they're talking about? Are they an expert at what they do? And I think to back to the days when I was a financial advisor and who I was following, who were my role models, who were my mentors in the industry in Canada? Of course, I was looking to David Chilton, the wealthy barber. I was looking at Gail Vazoxlade till debt do us part. In the, in the U.S., I was following U.S. gurus as well, like Susie Orman and David Bach and Robert Kiyosaki. And if you think about Think about whatever industry you're in mm -hmm. and think about the people that you follow. And I'll almost guarantee you 99.9% .9 of them are published authors. Almost all of them are multi-published authors. Right. So it lends people that instant credibility. Now, speaking of multi-published authors, this is not your first book. What was your first book? My first book was The Financial Fitness Playbook. Okay. The ultimate guide to winning the money game. And it's funny because when I first published that book, I also had this big, bigger, higher vision and plan to write a series of books. So the first one, the ultimate guide to winning the money game was going to be followed by the millennials guide to winning the money game, the baby boomers guide to winning the money game, <laughs> the couples guide, the single parents guide, the entrepreneurs guide, you name it. You could then create a series of books to target and really niche down into mm -hmm. those markets you want to work with because something else I've learned in business um, and you've probably heard of the expression is that the riches are in the niches. So yeah, this is no question. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is something that positions you um, not only with credibility and expertise, but positions you as a specialist instead of a generalist. And think about like, does your family doctor earn more money or does the surgeon earn more money? Mm -hmm. Does the dentist earn more money or the orthodontist? Right. So by being able to be perceived as a specialist, you can also start charging more money for your services because right. people will pay more and they want to work with specialists. So, so how did you, how do you know, as we're talking to people and you're working with clients now, because now you've transitioned out of being the, the advisor and focusing on niche, you know, the, the finances and working with people in creating their own book. Is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, for me, the the results were so transformational. So I literally, when I published the financial fitness playbook, when, within 12 months, I doubled my business and my income. So this was, these were transformational results for me, for my business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The problem is, is then I kind of had a conversation with myself and was like, was it really, was, was my struggles and challenges really all about marketing? Yes, they were partially about marketing, but also they were about I didn't love my business. Right. So imagine walking up to the door and knocking on somebody's door, trying to sell them something. And you're like, do you really want to buy this thing I'm trying to sell you? Like people feel your energy. If you're not in it hundred percent, people feel that it's like, it, it gives off a vibe. And I figured out that I just was not passionate about dragging people along to do what's right, to buy insurance and like to invest for the future. Cause Quite literally, we live in an instant gratification world these days. And right. people want to drive a BMW and live in a better house and go on vacation and eat out every Friday night. They don't right. want to. 
invest in insurance. Right. So, right. Right. So how did you, so now what are you doing? Now you're. So now I live in this amazing bubble of a world where I get to help people, which is what I was still doing in the world of finance. But now instead of helping people where I'm dragging them along, like to, to make the decision, I'm helping people that want to help themselves. People that are excited about growing businesses yeah. and being successful in their business and unleashing their greatness in, in the world and what they do and being able to leave a legacy and help more people. And by writing and writing and publishing a book, you get to achieve all of these things, right? You get to, like you mentioned, I, you don't have now have to work with clients you don't want to work with because you're attracting better clients into your business because you've mm -hmm. decided who you want to work with and you've written a book that speaks right to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get to create a bigger legacy by helping more people. Cause if you can get your book into the hands of many more people, even if they don't, you know, work with you through your services or product offering, you've still given them a piece of value. Uh, absolutely. Right? You're creating value at every step. So absolutely. my question on behalf of those who aren't sure, how do you know that you have a book in you? Well, I think everybody has a book in them. <laughs> I mean, and that might seem really cliche, but quite literally, most of the entrepreneurs I work with started their business because they were passionate about something that they did or their life journey led them to be an expert in what they do. And if you are teaching something that you're passionate about, if you're um, working in subject matter that, you know, you arrived at because so I'll work with lots of, for example, um, you know, people in the health industry. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that are working in the health industry is because they overcame some sort of a health challenge or crisis themselves, right. or they lost a hundred pounds. So now they're teaching people about weight loss or, you know, for me, I wrote the book, had the transformational results, and now I'm teaching people how to write the book. Yeah. So if you're working in that type of a space, you 100% have a book in you because <laughs> you can teach other people how to have the same transformational results, but all the while you're helping yourself. Um, well, and Right. And related to that, you know, uh, it, there's always this question, which comes first, the following of readers or the book? And it's kind of this, uh, you know, chicken and egg thing. We so my question is, when is the right time to write a book? Well, the best time to have written a book would have been, you know, before you started your business. However, ah. the next best time to write your book is right now. So the chicken or the egg conversation I have all the time, um, Angela, it's so true because I get people have, people have the little voices in their head. They're like, well, I've only been doing this for a year. So who am I to write the book? Right. Or it's going to be hard or, oh my God, that sounds like it's going to take too much time. So I call these little voices in your head, your itty bitty shitty committee. And we <laughs> all have them, right? Absolutely. But I'm here to tell you, uh, really Writing a book is quite literally the fastest, the easiest, and the most profitable asset you will ever create for your business if you're already working in the space. So can you give me just, let, I mean, share, if you could share your own story, but also maybe one other sort of compelling case study of somebody that you've worked with where the results were transformational again. Absolutely. I love to tell the story of one of my clients. and. Um, uh, Angie, she's so great. So Angie came to me. Um, she's, she was in a network marketing company and she came to me with help. She's like, I feel like people just perceive me as, you know, the stay at home mom who's, you know, peddling this product matter. 
And I'm like, well, you know, that's fairly insightful because I think a lot of, and a lot of stay-at-home moms, and I'm not saying stay-at-home moms are not a good thing or network marketing is not a good thing. And there's a lot of people that have been profoundly impacted with the network marketing industry. And I think it's a fabulous profession, but there is that sometimes perception of negativity Mm. in that, in, in that space. And um, through our work together, we were actually able to create her um, a six-figure income by not just writing the book, but also creating the program around what the book was. So instead of just selling the product, she was also selling, you know, the coaching and the training and the leadership and the mentorship and the accountability alongside of the product just came, just became one module of what she was teaching. And I mean, it was incredible. Her story was incredible. And I think that naturally comes where you start with an idea, you have a product or service and whether you're a traditional business, like, you know, selling tires, selling jewelry, you know, offering an oil change might be perceived as traditional versus knowledge-based, which is your profession, you're a lawyer, you're a, you offer insurance, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, uh, you, you know, a, a transactional product. Mm-hmm. And then post reading or post writing a book, you, you realize that a lot of people need different types of support. So you end up yeah. creating more of an experience in working with you. Would that, would that be a fair assessment? hundred percent fair. She was, um, you know, she, uh, I'll, I'll just say it. She was, she was selling essential oils, but I found out through that, through my conversation with her that she had the reason she had stumbled upon essential oils was through this journey where she had had her first child and went through postpartum depression, but she didn't really know it was that. And she didn't want to be on any kind of medication that doctors just prescribe for you. So she had gone and done yoga certification and fitness certification and nutrition certification, all in search of healing for herself. And then the essential oils where where she felt the fog finally lifted and everything, um, you know, everything kind of cleared for her. So, which is why she was so passionate about the oils. But I was like, from an outside perspective, perspective, I was able to see, wait a second. I mean, the oils probably helped, but she had been doing so much work, meditation, journaling, right. Uh, uh, All of these, all of these modalities, some that she got certified in that I was able to go, oh my gosh, you've got a, a program to help women who are suffering from postpartum get out of it and live a happy, joyful life. All you need to do is put all those pieces, teach a module on meditation, journaling, uh, yoga, exercise, nutrition, fitness, uh, breathing. Um, (laughs) And she did tapping EFT, right? The um, emotional freedom technique and the oils. And those became the modules of her program. It also became the chapters of her book because they're the one and the same. So that's the part that most people, when they think it's really hard is that if you're already working in this space and following your client through a step-by-step system or procedure or process proprietary methodology and your methodology is the chapters of your book. So um, I always tell people, I share my story when I wrote write and grow rich, because I started teaching the program while I was still a financial advisor, as I was transitioning out of that industry. Um, So by the time I actually went to write the book that I teach people, they should have the book for which is ironic. I did it in this case backwards. Um, I already had all the content sitting in my laptop. Yes. Yes. So like literally I put this together in less than 10 days. No, sorry. 10 days from, from opening a word document, gathering all of the teachings I was already teaching people how to do packaging it up nice and pretty doing the editing and formatting to a box of books on my desk 
10 days later. Canada's Trade Accelerator Program is presented by the World Trade Centre Vancouver. It provides entrepreneurs access to Canada's top exporting advisors, resources, and contacts, and gives the ongoing training needed to become a successful export trader. Go to www.wtcvancouver.ca slash tap and find out more. There's got to be a trigger point, and I think you've touched on it already, which is you're already, I mean, you... It's this chicken and the egg thing. Again, write your book before you get into business. And part of the reason why I believe that might be the right timing, and if not, then then now, today, is mm-hmm. that it helps you gain confidence and clarity and, you know, that, that blue ocean strategy that, you know, you've yeah. been talking about that sets you apart from the competition right from get-go, right from get-go. So... Uh, sometimes it's difficult, like you said, in working with an impact coach, like you said, working with this woman who, you know, thought she was selling essential oils. And yet she had, she had an amazing oh six gosh. figure. Yeah. She had a six figure business inside her and she, she didn't it. even see it. She was too close to it. Right. Too close to it. Yeah. And, but by putting it on paper, it helps you even gain confidence in yourself to be out there in the market. So and, and quite literally, I mean, she was developing her program and her book at the same time, but we were still marketing her as, as the author of the upcoming book. So in the minds of brilliant. her potential clients, she was already a published author, um, which is something that I teach that's, I feel like if you have, if there are other book coaches out there, uh, something that I feel differentiates me from other people is I, I talk to people about the promotion right out of the gate. Like by the second or third class, we're creating a title, a subtitle, and we're laying up a book cover graphically so that you can actually put that out on social media and on your website and um, right. out to the universe that you're the author of an upcoming book called Write and Grow Rich or whatever your title happens to be. And I'll tell you what, people don't even see, hear the upcoming part. All they hear is author of a book. And then yeah. <laughs> you, you get the instant credibility before you've even written one word. Well, and the credibility and authority is really just one marketing problem that so many people have. What are, what are some of the other marketing problems that a book solves? Right. So the credibility and authority piece it gets solved by the book. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, and we've touched upon them, a couple of them, you know, uh, briefly through this conversation, but um, attraction, um, attraction marketing is so much better than like, have you ever had to chase clients down and do seven or eight follow ups? And just the like the torture of that is just, oh, I think back to my days of having to chase people down to sit down for an insurance conversation. Why? Because they don't want to have it. But with a book. I'll tell you right now, if somebody says, oh, hey, Kim, I want a copy of that book. Guess what they've just done? Yes. They've identified themselves by raising their hand and saying, I want that. Now I know there's somebody interested in this topic matter. It means I shorten the sales cycle. I get them coming to me instead of me chasing them. And now when I'm having an enrollment conversation with them, I can talk to them. And I know I'm talking to somebody who's interested in the topic matter. And, you know, I collapse timeframes by doing that. So that's one attraction. Mm-hmm. Credibility authority was number two. Uh, we've already talked about number three, which is standing out from the crowd. That differentiation piece is critical, especially today as we're moving to an online world, which is busy. We're being bombarded with marketing messages. You need to have a way to stand out from the crowd. And I'll tell you, 
you'll see it now. If you haven't seen it already, you watch, you'll get on Facebook and you'll say, you'll see that classic free plus shipping book funnel and all <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. All the experts have it, but it, you know why all those experts and gurus have it because it works. Right. So it, it again, somebody that says, yes, I want the book and is willing to pay $7 for the shipping. Now they're even a more qualified, qualified lead. They're not just any lead. They're a qualified lead. And that changes the game when you're talking about closing sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that one. Um, longevity. I call it pun intended shelf life. Yes. Because nobody throws out a book. You're creating this marketing piece that literally sits on someone's shelf. Unlike your brochure, your business card, or your flyer that gets hucked in the garbage or into the recycling along with everything else that shows up in the mailbox. Mm -hmm. So that's a really powerful thing. Um, And the shelf life also another way that it has longer shelf life is that it's, it's repurposable content. So when you gather it all in a book, Now, all of a sudden, if you're blocked by like, oh, what am I going to post on social media today? Or what am I going to write that blog about? You literally can just keep recycling all of your book material. You just start from chapter one to chapter 10. And then at at chapter 10, you start back at chapter one and you just keep (laughs) repurposing that content into blogs, articles, videos. Um, It's just such a powerful tool to... um, and I'm going to add to your shelf life conversation with to me is what, which is typically something I would do is I repurpose books that I know that I've read that I yeah. have impact for me and I gift them. Right. So absolutely, if I think to myself, so suddenly you're building your champions and ambassador network just through the, the sharing of the book as well with, with people that, you know, like and trust and who know will get value from the book. And I love that you said that because I, People will ask me like, um, you know, strategies for selling more books on Amazon. And I'm like, it's not about selling books. Um, The expression I use is Ah. selling books, trying to get rich selling books is not what this strategy is all about. Selling books is like stepping over dollars to pick up nickels because I don't care about selling a $10 book. Yes. Care about selling a thousand dollar program or course. Yes. So this is what I teach in the program is that it's all about positioning yourself as that expert. So people do business with you because people will be like, well, I don't want to just give my book away. I'm like, give it away to as many people that will take it because the (laughs) people, yeah, the people that want it are going to become your clients. So it's a powerful, powerful strategy. And the last thing I think it creates Mm -hmm. is, um, is an opportunity for visibility. I mean, look at us. We're sitting here today. We met on the podcast guest connect and collaborate meeting. Good old shout out to Michelle Abraham. And, 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 uh, but books open doors to speaking opportunities Mm -hmm. like this, um, not only on podcasts, but TV, radio, most of it's online now, but the idea is you've got you've got a guest list you need to fill. And so does every other podcast host. So does every other TV and radio station. They've got, their producers are looking for expert content. They're looking for content from experts like you. And if you have a book, you're like, you're, you're beating a line to the door and jumping right to the front of that lineup. That's very true. Well, and it comes down to, and and a lot of uh, 80% 80% of what we've talked about today is mindset, right? The shift and the confidence and the position. Yeah. 20% is actual business system. So I just, can you tap in, share a little bit about the actual process? Right? 
tips and tricks on creation, how you get from writing it on your computer to having that box of books in your on your desk. I love it. So my process is my, I call it my signature 5P process. So my five P's plan. So in the planning phase, we go through who is your target market client? Who, what's the problem that keeps them up at night? What is this? What is the, their transformational result that you help them achieve? And so we can actually package it all up and be talking to the right person. Mm -hmm. Um, Module two is the promote module, which I talk, talked to you about earlier too. Mm-hmm. So it's all about getting the word out and positioning yourself as the expert, using that fact that you're writing a book right away to start building instant credibility and visibility and authority in your marketplace. Um, then we move into the two most boring modules, I think, because I'm not really that person. I'm a creative in case you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> but then we move into the produce mm-hmm. and um, publish sections, which is where you're actually writing the book. I'm teaching you yeah. tips and tricks on how to get it out of your head faster. We do a lot of uh, mind mapping exercises. There's of course, all of the other parts that go into a book to make it look professional, like your legal page and your about you and the acknowledgements. And I go through all of this, the parts of a book that need to be there. And, and so that you, you know, you look professional and you have a product that you're proud of when you're finished. And that doesn't look self-published, even though this is a self-publishing strategy. Um, and then the last module, module number five, which is the most fun one is the profit module. So plan, promote, produce, publish, and profit. Cause of course the whole idea behind this is using it as a lead generation tool, a magical lead generation tool that attracts your best and highest paying client into your business, like a magnet. So I share all the strategies, like how to do a book funnel, how to get speaking engagements and all of those um, juicy tidbits that really start to, um, you know, move the needle on your bank account and on the profitability of your business. That's awesome. And so let's just say people are excited today. We're excited. We're thinking, oh, maybe I really do have a book in me, but I've got to ask Kimberly, really, what's the risk of not? tapping into your own greatness and, you know, unleashing that golden nugget from with you into a book or into whatever format and and potentially a book, but what's the risk of not tapping into that? Um, you know, Angela, it's a really great question. And really the risk for me, if I can just be blunt about it is I, I think life is just too short. Like if you think this is something that you want to do, why not now? What are you waiting for? I'll tell you a little quick story, you know, like I, before I wrote my first book in 2015, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was 43 years old and I was sitting there going, oh my God, like, what have I done with my life? If this is, if this is it, if this, if cancer takes me out of the game, what have I done? What have I accomplished? What's the legacy that I'm going to leave behind? And quite frankly, to be absolutely transparent and honest, I was like, I'm a loser. I had, I didn't feel like I had accomplished very much at all. I was living a mediocre life, sitting on the sidelines of the game of life. And I made a decision in that moment. I planted my flag and I said, if I get through this, that's it. I'm going to play the game big and I'm going to play to win. I'm getting off the sidelines and getting in the game because we don't only, you only get one shot at this thing called Mm -hmm. life. So 
you know, it's why I made the massive shift from, imagine this, I used to go to networking events and go, hi, my name is Kim, the financial advisor. I help you grow your wealth and uh, blah, 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 to hi, my name is Kim and I'm a book coach. Like, <laughs> shit, if that is not a pivot. Um, so if you're telling me, oh, I couldn't, sh- I couldn't do that. I've only been, I've been doing this other thing for 13 years. I'm telling you right now, life is too short to do things you don't want to do. And life is too short not to like, not to live into the greatness that you were born and put on this planet to achieve. And if- and I love one of the things that w- our goals today is, again, just, you know, tapping into that, how to, how and when to supersize your wealth, but also, you know, you're working with clients that want to make a massive impact in the yeah. world, right? And, and yeah. add significant value. And so what a transformation in who yes. you're working with, not just for yourself, but who you're working. I think oh my God, I'm working with people that are just high achievers. They are, um, they're excited. They are building businesses. Oh, the people that I've seen pivot in 2020. Oh, it just brings like a, this, it just, that just gave me goosebumps even just saying Absolutely. it. I, am just, I can just imagine. I am just, I'm just in awe of the things that humans can do when, when placed under pressure, the resiliency, like I'm, and I'm talking placed under pressure, like coal, yeah. like coal turning into diamonds and people going, making changes that they never thought they would make, leaving jobs that they're miserable in and starting careers that they're passionate about. And kudos to all of those people. And if you're listening and you're one of those people that want to take another step and and make this the year that, you know, you live into your greatness and become a published author, maybe start a business, maybe I encourage you to just do it, like do it. Absolutely. Well, and we wanted to kind of wrap up with this absolute myth buster, right? What we want people to know after investing the time to listen to us today, what's that myth buster, Kim? The myth buster is, so I, I and I've shared it, I've, tr- I've dribbled it into the conversation <laughs> while we've been having it. And is that most people think it's going to be the hardest thing they're going to do. It's going to take so much time and it's going to be, you know, take effort and resources. And I'm telling you right now, it is quite literally the fastest, the easiest and the most profitable asset you'll ever create for your business. It lives on in time. It becomes a legacy. And if I can do it in 10 days, and I'm not a writer, I was a financial advisor. If I can do it, you can do it. And I can show you how to do it is is better. Awesome. Well, and speaking of how can people connect with you after today? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I would love for someone if they want a little bit of a taste of how this might look like, um, maybe you'd like to join me on a little adventure. So holy, um, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm actually holding a seven day uh, training adventure. Okay. So online, we usually see them now as challenges, but who wants another challenge in their life, right? I don't. But everybody wants to come along on a little adventure. So I'd love to have you pop into my Facebook group, uh, take part in the training. Uh, You can find it there for free on in my Facebook group, which is called From Zero to Marketing Hero. So happy to provide that link for you so you can drop it in the show notes. And um, by all means, come along with us on our next adventure on becoming a best-selling author. Awesome. Once again, thanks, Kimberly Day, for joining us. How and when to use a book to supersize your wealth. It has been an absolute pleasure. And we'll see you in on your Facebook group. Awesome. Thanks for having me. 
For BC entrepreneurs, Canada's Trade Accelerator Program has been successfully operated by the World Trade Center Vancouver since 2017. The Trade Accelerator Program gives BC-based businesses the training and support needed to become a successful exporter. Go to www.wtcvancouver.ca slash tap and find out more.